Hello, hello, and welcome to the Run of the Mills podcast, and we are keeping up with the King. This is Matthew chapter 6. We've been making our way through the Sermon on the Mount, and today, today, uh, we're going to talk about a difficult little section of Scripture, and this is a this is a, a thought that's uh, repeated again in Matthew 18, and this is one of those spots that's that's kind of tricky, and so I'm going to read it and then talk about it a little bit and um, give you some ideas. So anyway, previously we did the Lord's Prayer, and so if I back up just a smidge to uh, verse, um, verse 9, he says, In this manner, therefore, pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And then verse 14, he says, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Now, obviously, I think there's a connection to verse 12 here. Um, but this is a difficult section because on the surface and the the uh, I think the the plain reading of it is is pretty difficult when you say he says for if you forgive men their trespasses your heavenly father will also forgive you so if and then right you know if your father if you you forgive uh, your heavenly father will also forgive you but if you do not forgive men their trespasses neither Will your father forgive your trespasses? So this is something I've talked about in the past and um, and probably recently, if I remember correctly. But uh, I think it's it bears repeating that Christians forgive. It's what we do, right? <laughs> we, we forgive others. I was talking with some people this week about this this topic and the difficulty of of living and dealing with people every day that. People are challenging. People are difficult. Uh, sometimes people get in the way of our day's plans and our mission, and we just want to do what we're doing, and other people insert themselves in our lives, and we sometimes think, you know, as a friend of mine once said to me, why does God keep putting all these idiots in my life? You know, and, and my response to him was, maybe the question is, why is God putting me in the lives of all these idiots? You know, that, that that whole thing I'm sure you've heard before, you know, are you a thermostat or are you a thermometer? Uh, are you the one being impacted like a thermometer or are you the thermostat, one who is impacting the world? Uh, you know, another way of putting it is, is, does life happen to you or do you happen to life? Uh, there's, you know, lots of different clever ways of saying it. Uh, but, you know, this is one of those challenges as 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 Christians is living with other people and people are challenging um, because the majority of the people that you come in contact with uh, in the world are not Christians. You know, they're, they're sinners. And one of the things that really helped me in that category was to understand that sinners sin. It's what they do, right? It's, they practice it. It's, uh, it's who they are. They are not redeemed. They're not forgiven. They have no reason to act in a godly fashion because they don't know the Lord. And some of them uh, also, some people out there are 
you would look at them and say, wow, they're, they have better character than most Christians I know. And that's a tragic thing, but it's probably true. There are people that are very moral that have a high sense of, uh, of morality, but they're, they're not, uh, they're not believers in Jesus. But let's get back to what we're talking about here. He says, if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive you your trespasses. So the, is he saying that your salvation is dependent upon you forgiving others? Is your salvation dependent on you forgiving others? Now, I think the thing to understand here is this, that, uh, well, I should say, say it this way. The, uh, the pastor of the church I currently attend often says, you know, a faith that doesn't change you is a faith that doesn't save you. Some, or maybe I said that wrong. Anyway, the idea being like, if, if you were changed by your, you know, if, if you are saved, then that ought to change you. Uh, and so let me see if I can, I can put this as clearly as possible. So as a Christian, you are forgiven. Why are you forgiven? Because of the love of God, because God loves you. It is grace. It's a free gift. If you earned it, it's not a free gift. So if you were to say, I forgave people and I earned forgiveness, that would be problematic because that would be saying that the forgiveness that you receive is received because you forgave others. And sometimes I think when we read this, it can come across that way. You know, if we forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. Like it's a reward, right? Like he's forgiving you because you forgave others. But we know that that's not consistent with the rest of scripture. And so we have to ask ourselves, now, what is he saying here? I think when we look at the big picture, maybe it becomes a little bit more clear because when we talk about our forgiveness, the first thing we have to understand is that we are not deserving of our forgiveness. We are only forgiven as a gift of grace, right? Not because of our own works or good deeds, but because of the love of Christ, because of his death on the cross for us. Jesus paid the price for my sin, the price for my forgiveness. It's a free gift offered freely to me. And so I receive that in faith. I receive that gift of grace and faith. I say, I believe that I'm forgiven. I receive it and I'm forgiven. Not because of what I do or what I've done, but simply because I believe in what he has done. So I'm receiving it. It's that whole idea of he's offering it. And for me to say, yeah, I, I, I'll receive that. I will, you know, the, the old picture is a person handing you, you a present. They're holding it out at arm's length saying, this present's for you. It's not your present until you reach out and receive it. That's kind of the idea. So here's the thing. If I receive that forgiveness, my the way I receive it is saying not, well, I'm a good person and you know I try to do my best. And so thanks God for forgiving me. That's not faith in his gift of grace. That's faith in your good works. That doesn't save you. That's not forgiveness. You're, you're not receiving forgiveness. You are receiving what you think you're owed for being a good person. That's not how we're forgiven. We're forgiven as a free gift. And so here's the thing. Why do I forgive others? Well, see, I wasn't deserving of forgiveness, but I was offered forgiveness. And that forgiveness came through Christ's death and resurrection, his, his payment for my sin on the cross. That was the price for my forgiveness. And so when I look at somebody else and I say, I refuse to forgive you, 
I'm saying a number of things. Number one, I'm saying that you don't deserve my forgiveness. So you are right away putting a little stamp on forgiveness as forgiveness is something that is deserved, something that needs to be earned. And right away, that causes a big problem in the foundation of your own salvation. Because your salvation comes by grace, right? You're saying, I don't deserve it. I couldn't, I could never, I could never do enough good to earn it. And here I am coming to you as a broken beggar receiving a free gift. But when someone else, someone else has to be forgiven because they've wronged you in some way. And you say, well, they're not sorry enough. Oh, they haven't shown enough remorse. Now, all of a sudden, you're adding these qualifiers. And the problem with these qualifiers is you cannot see the heart of a man. Now, God can see the heart. God knows whether or not you are repentant or not. God knows God knows what's going on within you. He knows if you're just saying what you think you need to say to be saved, or if you understand and you believe it and you receive it. You don't know that stuff. You cannot see the heart of man. You cannot rightfully judge the thoughts or intents of another person. And so you have to operate assuming the best. So I have to say, you know what, I'm going to forgive that person. I And again, a lot of this comes down, a lot of the misunderstanding comes down to what does forgiveness mean? And we'll talk about that a lot more in chapter 18. But we also see it here in um, in verse verse 12. Oh, I'm sorry, verse 14. Yeah, no, verse 12. Um, as we forgive our debts, this whole idea of canceling out what's owed us. You know, that that's the idea of forgiveness. It's it's the forgiveness of the debt, right? That person has harmed me. They owe me for the damage that they've caused my life, the hurt they've caused me. And forgiving them is saying, no, I'm not holding them responsible to repay me or to fix the damage they've caused. It doesn't mean that I'm saying what they did was okay doesn't mean I have to stand in that same spot and allow them to continually do something to me. It doesn't mean that um, that I have to be necessarily reconciled to them. And we'll probably talk about that more when we get to, to chapter 18 about you know why, when and why do we reconcile with people um, that have hurt us. But anyway, the whole point is this. If you do not forgive, you have placed a... a, a um, You've changed what forgiveness is. When we have been forgiven and we are saved and we're forgiven based on the grace of God, based on Jesus' payment for our sin, when I say I will not forgive someone else, I'm saying a number of things. Number one, I'm saying grace or rather forgiveness is deserved or earned, and that crumbles my own claim to the forgiveness of God because if I'm saying it's something that's earned or deserved, I don't deserve it, and I haven't earned it. Secondly, when I say, well, Jesus' death was sufficient to cover my sins, but it's not sufficient to cover theirs, now I'm saying either Jesus' death and resurrection was insufficient to pay the price for sin, or I'm saying I deserved it. Either way, it's breaking down the foundation of my Christian faith breaking down the foundation of the whole idea of God's forgiveness for me. And that is why if I refuse to forgive people, it says here that neither will your father forgive you. 
because what you're doing is you are changed the rules to forgiveness. And when you've changed the rules, you don't meet your own rules. When you say you've got to earn it, you've got to be worthy of it, then you are no longer, you're in trouble because you no longer meet those qualification standards yourself. You can't earn it. You can't deserve it. That's the whole point. It's forgiveness. We're forgiven by grace. Grace is a free gift, right? Not an earned gift because gifts aren't earned. It's free, freely given. And therefore, when it comes to others, we have to freely forgive them too. And again, understanding that this doesn't mean we're saying what they did was okay or it was all right or that it's okay for them to do it again. It means we're not holding them responsible to pay us back for the damage and hurt they caused us. Anyway, hopefully that helps you out. Hopefully that will bless you today. Sorry we went a little, actually I'm not sorry we went long. Sometimes we'll go long because hey, it's important stuff. So I'll talk to you next time. God bless you.